Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey guys, you're listening to God's Whole Story. This is Chelsea. I'm here today with Chris and Virgil, and we have a lot going on in Ezekiel and Jeremiah today. A um, couple weird things, <laughs> but what's stuck out to you guys? <laughs> yeah, we've got what we call enacted symbols happening, that the prophets get a message, but they're also told to do something to describe this or visually represent it. And that's a lot of times where some of the strange actions of prophets come in is that it's illustrating messages they have. We've got Ezekiel, he can only speak when God wants to speak, otherwise he's mute. He sets up a siege representing you know, the fact that Jerusalem is going to be totally destroyed. He ends up laying on a side, turns to the other side, bakes some bread, <laughs> using some interesting materials. And then Jeremiah is wearing a yoke around his neck to represent the king of Babylon, uh, you know, who is going to control and, and uh, possess all these different nations. False prophet says, this isn't the right thing. Jeremiah says, well, if you're not telling the truth, then you're just going to die. And he dies. <laughs> so... And all lives happily ever after. <laughs> okay, so some really weird things do happen in Ezekiel. <laughs> um, Ezekiel, I, one thing I thought was really interesting is that the Lord tells Ezekiel that if he does not share the messages that God is asking him to share, that he will be held responsible for the people's deaths, which is a pretty serious call on Ezekiel's life. <laughs> Challenge for How obedience. How would you like for sure. to have that responsibility? <laughs> I was yeah. thinking that too. I was like, that's really heavy. Like yeah. the weight of, yeah, I guess I was thinking through like when the Lord speaks to him, the weight of him delivering that, like, man, hmm. but also I'm sure there was a lot of temptation for him not to do it because it was hard messages. So yeah. he just lays the foundation right off the bat. Like, Hey, you're responsible if this isn't. Well, it's hard messages, but it's also hard enacted symbols. Yeah. Like, it's not even just giving this message. He's asked to do some really difficult things. Like, And we, we even see him kind of negotiating a little yeah. bit. Yeah. He doesn't argue at all until this until the defilement thing happens. Yeah. So when he's, he's asked, he's told how he's got to lay on his side and do all this, but then he has to bake bread and he's given instructions on how to do this. And God initially says, you need to use human dung, which in a good Jewish boy's mind is like what i mean in everybody's mind it's like what (laughs) right but it's especially bad because this is so defiling this is breaks so many of the laws that they've been asked to do uh and god has basically painted this picture of just how horrible things are Mm -hmm. but ezekiel negotiates a a better alternative that he gets to bake his bread over (laughs) i think animal dung yes i feel like you could have negotiated better there like you could have probably asked for a little more high ezekiel (laughs) (laughs) always go higher you should have asked for first class, not just economy right. plus. Yeah. You know, like, but uh, it is interesting because if you've ever heard of Ezekiel bread, where people actually <laughs> take the materials of that are in, the ingredients that are in this and make bread, this is considered a very healthy kind of bread. But the Ezekiel bread that you see in stores would, should have a disclaimer, this is not baked over yeah, any kind should. of dung. <laughs> Just so you know. I think Ezekiel bread is ruined for me. I don't think I'm ever trying Never that. Never again. So it's, it's a real thing. I actually have a wrapper of it. I use it as an illustration whenever I teach this book. Like, see, you know, this is what we do with these passages. Wow. Um, um, something that stuck out to me about Jeremiah, which we talked about a little bit, but he has this whole 
interaction with Hananiah, a false prophet, and Hananiah proclaims and prophesies peace that in two years this um, yoke is going to be broken and everyone's going to be fine. Um, and Jeremiah's like, great, hope it happens. <laughs> but um, we know how a pro- like we know if a prophet is true if what he says comes true. Mm-hmm. And then just a few sections later, Jeremiah prophesies that Hananiah is going to die. And then two months later, Hananiah dies. So I don't want to miss that. <laughs> a little bit of uh, irony. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the message of like submit to Babylon that just it's such a hard one to swallow. Mm. So when some a false prophet comes and said, No, 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 your enemy's gonna be destroyed, it's gonna be great, like you would wanna listen to that message. Yeah. You would yeah. want to listen to it, but like true prophecy is when you speak the word of the Lord, whether it's something people want to hear or not. And it's easy to tickle people's ears and oh God's gonna bless you. But what's the Lord really saying? It's right. it's kind of fear of the Lord. Will we say what God's actually yeah. saying or will we just say what people want to hear? Well, and I think to add to that, I think part of it is even understanding his call and his identity as a prophet and knowing that, like, okay, he understood who he was to speak against that and how hard that would be to, when everybody's hearing this, this message that they want to hear, and then he actually had the courage to go against that and be like, actually, that's not true. And, like, I can't imagine what he had to feel internally in his relationship with the mm-hmm. Lord first to to have the boldness and the courage to go against that. Mm-hmm. We've talked about before, just in the past week or so, of just how do we know who to listen to? Mm. And it starts with knowing who God is. So these people should have known what they're doing, the injustices they've been doing, the religiosity without the obedience, um, and the humbling of their hearts. They would have known from studying the law, studying the scriptures, knowing their ancestors and their forefathers. Um, they would have known what we're doing is not good, but it's so much easier to listen to somebody saying, yep, you're doing great and not change your behavior than to change your behavior. Um, and it really it was for their own profit. A lot of these people were gaining off of, mm. um, other people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I admire these, these guys so much, <laughs> you know, the things that they were asked to do. Do not they, envy them. <laughs> and they did them. They did them. Yeah. And, and even being told, both of these guys were told at the beginning of their ministry, people will not listen. Yeah. Uh, I just, man, if I was told that at the beginning of my ministry career, mm. hey, no one's going to ever listen to you, man. <laughs> Obedience would have been a whole lot harder. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think about like, not prophets, but I think about those like those missionaries that you hear, like Jim mm. Elliott, like people like that, that um, gave their life, going, knowingly going into a very dangerous territory, very dangerous places and just for the hope of the gospel. I'm actually in the middle of watching this documentary called Sheep Among Wolves. Have you heard of that? Mm-mm. It's about the Iranian church. Mm, um, wow. And just the crazy, crazy things that they're enduring, but it's growing like crazy. Um, it's like hard to, it's hard for me to watch and handle. I have to do it in segments. <laughs> but these people love the Lord. And man, I just, if what if the Western church was lit on fire, like the people in the Middle Eastern church? They are very commendable. Yeah. So good challenges to us today from the lives of both these guys. And uh, we can think about our own obedience. Maybe go buy yourself some Ezekiel bread, make a good sandwich, <laughs> and, and think about nice how sandwich. obedient you would Lie be. Lie on your side for a long time. <laughs> 390 <laughs> Take days. Take a little nap. <laughs> guys, thanks so much for listening today, and we'll be back tomorrow. Bye. Ezekiel 3, beginning in verse 16. After seven days, the Lord gave me a message. He said, Son of man, I have appointed you as a watchman for Israel. Whenever you receive a message from me, warn people immediately. 
If I warn the wicked, saying you are under the penalty of death, but you fail to deliver the warning, they will die in their sins, and I will hold you responsible for their deaths. If you warn them and they refuse to repent and keep on sinning, they will die in their sins. But you will have saved yourself because you obeyed me. If righteous people turn away from their righteous behavior and ignore the obstacles I put in their way, they will die. And if you do not warn them, they will die in their sins. None of their righteous acts will be remembered, and I will hold you responsible for their deaths. But if you warn righteous people not to sin, and they listen to you and do not sin, they will live, and you will have saved yourself too. Then the Lord took hold of me and said, Get up and go out into the valley, and I will speak to you there. So I got up and went, and there I saw the glory of the Lord, just as I had seen in my first vision by the Kibar River, and I fell face down on the ground. Then the Spirit came into me and set me on my feet. He spoke to me and said, Go to your home and shut yourself in. There, son of man, you will be tied with ropes so you cannot go out among the people, and I will make you your tongue stick to the roof of your mouth so you will be speechless and unable to rebuke them, for they are rebels. But when I give you a message, I will loosen your tongue and let you speak. Then you will say to them, This is what the Son, Sovereign Lord says. Those who choose to listen will listen, but those who refuse will refuse, for they are rebels. And now, son of man, take a large clay brick and set it down in front of you. Then draw a map of the city of Jerusalem on it. Show the city under siege. Build a wall around it so no one can escape. Set up enemy camps and surround the city with siege ramps and battering rams. Then take an iron griddle and place it between you and the city. Turn toward the city and demonstrate how harsh the siege will be against Jerusalem. This will be a warning to the people of Israel. Now lie on your left side and place the sins of Israel on yourself. You are to bear their sins for the number of days you lie there on your side. I am requiring you to bear Israel's sins for 390 days, one day for each year of their sin. After that, turn over and lie on your right side for 40 days, one day for each year of Judah's sin. Meanwhile, keep staring at the siege of Jerusalem. Lie there with your arm bared and prophesy her destruction. I will tie you up with ropes so you won't be able to turn from side to side until the days of your siege have been completed. Now go and get some wheat, barley, beans, lentils, millet, and emmer wheat and mix them together in a storage jar. Use them to make bread for yourself during the 390 days you'll be lying on your side. Ration this out yourself. Eight ounces of food for each day and eat it at set times. Then measure out a jar of water for each day and drink it at set times. Prepare and eat this food as you would barley cakes. While all the people are watching, bake it over a fire using dried human dung as fuel and then eat the bread. Then the Lord said, this is how Israel will eat defiled bread in the Gentile lands to which I will banish them. Then I said, O sovereign Lord, must I be defiled by using human dung? For I have never been defiled before. From the time I was a child until now, I have never eaten any animal that died of sickness or was killed by another animal. And I have never eaten any meat forbidden by the law. All right, says the Lord, you may bake your bread with cow dung instead of human dung. Then he told me, son of man, I will make food very scarce in Jerusalem. It will be weighed out with great care and eaten fearfully. The water will be rationed out drop by drop, and the people will drink it with dismay. Lacking food and water, people will look at one another in terror and they will waste away under their punishment. Jeremiah 27. This message came to Jeremiah from the Lord early in the reign of Zedekiah, son of Josiah, king of Judah. This is what the Lord said to me. Make a yoke and fasten it on your neck with leather straps. Then send messages to the kings of Edom, Moab, Ammon, 
Tyre, and Sidon through their ambassadors who have come to see King Zedekiah in Jerusalem. Give them this message for their masters. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. With my great strength and powerful arm, I made the earth and all its people and every animal. I can give these things of mine to anyone I choose. Now I will give your countries to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, who is my servant. I have put everything, even the wild animals, under his control. All the nations will serve him, his son and his grandson, until his time is up. That many nations and great kings will conquer and rule over Babylon. So you must submit to Babylon's king and serve him. Put your neck under Babylon's yoke. I will punish any nation that refuses to be a slave, says the Lord. I will send war, famine, and disease upon that nation until Babylon has conquered it. Do not listen to your false prophets, fortune tellers, interpreters of dreams, mediums, and sorcerers who say, the king of Babylon will not conquer you. They are liars, and their lies will lead you to be driven out of your land. I will drive you out and send you far away to die. But the people of any nation that submits to the king of Babylon will be allowed to stay in their own country to farm the lands as usual. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then I repeated this same message to King Zedekiah of Judah. If you want to live, submit to the yoke of the king of Babylon and his people. Why do you insist on dying, you and your people? Why should you choose war, famine, and disease, which the Lord will bring against every nation that refuses to submit to Babylon's king? Do not listen to the false prophets who keep telling you the king of Babylon will not conquer you. They are liars. This is what the Lord says. I have not sent these prophets. They are liars. They are telling you lies in my name. So I'll drive you from this land. You will all die. You and all these prophets too. Then I spoke to the priests and the people and said, this is what the Lord says. Do not listen to your prophets who claim that soon the gold articles taken from my temple will be returned from Babylon. It is all a lie. Do not listen to them. Surrender to the king of Babylon and you will live. Why should this whole city be destroyed? If they really are prophets and speak the Lord's messages, let them pray to the Lord of heaven's armies. Let them pray that the articles remaining in the Lord's temple and in the king's palace and the palaces of Jerusalem will not be carried away to Babylon. For the Lord of heaven's armies has spoken about the pillars in front of the temple, the great bronze basin called the sea, the water carts, and all the other ceremonial articles. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon left them there when he exiled Jehoiachin, son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, to Babylon, along with all the other nobles of Judah and Jerusalem. Yes, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says about the precious things still in the temple, in the palace of Judah's king, and in Jerusalem. They will all be carried away to the Babylon and stay there until I send for them, says the Lord. Then I will bring them back to Jerusalem again. One day in late summer of that same year, the fourth year of the reign of Zedekiah, king of Judah, Hananiah, son of Azur, a prophet from Gibeon, addressed me publicly in the temple while all the priests and people listened. He said, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says, I will remove the yoke of the king of Babylon from your necks. Within two years, I will bring back all the temple treasures that the king of Babylon carried off to Babylon, and I will bring back Jehoiachin, son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and all the other captives that were taken to Babylon. I will surely break the yoke that the king of Babylon has put on your necks. I, the Lord, have spoken. Jeremiah responded to Hananiah as they stood in front of all the priests and people at the temple. He said, Amen. May your prophecies come true. I hope the Lord does everything you say. I hope he does bring back from Babylon the treasures of this temple and all the captives. But listen now to the solemn words I speak to you in the presence of all these people. The ancient prophets who preceded you and me spoke against many nations, always warning of war, disaster, and disease. So a prophet who predicts peace must show he is right. Only when his predictions come true can we know that he is really from the Lord.
Then Hananiah the prophet took the yoke off Jeremiah's neck and broke it in pieces. And Hananiah said to the crowd that had gathered, this is what the Lord says, just as this yoke has been broken within two years, I will break the yoke of oppression from all the nations now subject to King Nebuchadnezzar's rule in Babylon. With that, Jeremiah left the temple area. Soon after this confrontation with Hananiah, the Lord gave this message to Jeremiah. Go and tell Hananiah, this is what the Lord says. You have broken a wooden yoke, but you have replaced it with a yoke of iron. The Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says, I have put a yoke of iron on the neck of all these nations, forcing them into slavery under King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. I have put everything, even the wild animals under his control. Then Jeremiah, the prophet said to Hananiah, Listen, Hananiah, the Lord has not sent you, but the people believe your lies. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. You must die. Your life will end this very year because you have rebelled against the Lord. Two months later, the prophet Hananiah died. Jeremiah 51. The prophet Jeremiah gave this message to Sariah, son of Neriah, grandson of Messiah, a staff officer, when Sariah went to Babylon with King Zedekiah of Judah. This is during the fourth year of Zedekiah's reign. Jeremiah had recorded on a scroll all the terrible disasters that would soon come upon Babylon, all the words written here. He said to Sariah, when you get to Babylon, read aloud everything on this scroll. Then say, Lord, you have said that you will destroy Babylon so that neither people nor animals will remain here. She will lie empty and abandoned forever. When you have finished reading the scroll, tie it to a stone and throw it into the Euphrates River. Then say, In the same way, Babylon and her people will sink, never again to rise. Because of the disasters, I will bring upon her. This is the end of Jeremiah's messages. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, If you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, You can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.